0: and welcome back to the cinematic world podcast everyone my name is dwayne and today we have another episode of the hero hour show this is the show we talk all things comic book media i'm joined by some guests from the cinematic world team to discuss guardians of the galaxy volume three and full spoilers before we get into that i'm joined from the Cinemani world team on geekly goods we have leo leo hello
1: Hey, hey, thanks for having me on, man. It's good to be here to talk some Guardians, Volume 3. Ah, such a fantastic movie and a wonderful visual effects movie, excuse me, from Marvel, guys. I'm so excited to talk about it with you all.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you here as always, my friend, and we are also joined from the Cinemini World team. We have Pat back on the channel here.
2: Pat, how are you? I'm great, Dwayne. We're very excited to talk about this movie. Uh, a little bit of complicated feelings, but overall, I am uh, very, very happy to be here talking about
0: it. And lastly, we have, from the Cinematic World team and Candid Cinema, we have Manda. Manda, hello.
3: Hey, yo. I am so excited to talk some Guardians. I love this movie, and uh, we need to dive into a lot of things that happened in this one.
0: Love is a strong word, guys. What are we doing? Let's calm down a little bit. I kidding. agree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know um, <ain't> now.
1: <laughs>
0: so it seems like this is our first Hero Hour show in a really long time. This is probably our biggest drought when it, came, when it comes to the Hero Hour show, but I'm so excited to get into it. Oddly enough, our last Hero Hour show was the spoiler discussion for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> AKA F that movie. Modak. AKA nothing good has happened since that movie came out. AKA
1: Oh, oh hold it. on. All that.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So let's get into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh I wasn't able to get in a second rewatch this weekend. Um, because I saw it about a week ago. Leo, are you still on one watch? Or are you are you still have you seen it again? I'm the still game?
1: riding on one. I should have yeah, given s- one more watch, but
0: I'm a little hazy. I'm still not on gonna one. lie. So, um, Amanda, when did you see it?
3: I watched it Monday, and I did. Okay. I, I had <laughs> tickets to go on the Thursday, and then <laughs> did I? But I had to work. Yeah. So, I, I, like we're all, came up.
0: the yeah. only fresh, 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 fresh face into Guardians is Pat. So yeah,
2: yesterday, <laughs> Pat is <laughs> like the one person's.
0: I haven't seen your thoughts on the movie, pass, but so before we get into the spoilers, what did you think of the movie?
2: Um, I really, really enjoyed it overall. I, I think mm-hmm. it's definitely better than Guardians 2. I didn't love it as much as I loved the first Guardians, but that's like a really high bar to clear for me. Um, but it was definitely darker. Uh, it did things that I wasn't expecting, which was interesting. Um, I There are some things that I, I wasn't fully... Satisfied with, um, but overall, I, I had a great time with it. I think it was really strong, uh, entry into the series. If this is like, I mean, it felt like the end of this trilogy, and whether or not we see more Guardians movies, I think this was a solid conclusion to like this, uh, part of the story. So overall, I had a yeah. good time. It was, it was a good movie,
0: uh, yeah, definitely by the end, definitely felt like the end of this particular group. Uh, we are yeah. probably gonna see a, a bunch of them again in the future but might be especially with James Gunn moving on I kind of don't I kind of wouldn't want anyone to kind of do them so Mm -hmm. it definitely seems like this is the last Guardians for a long time so uh yeah so let's get right into the spoilers let's cut the band-aid off if you haven't seen the movie and you're here well why are you unless you don't care about spoilers but if you have seen it and you're excited about spoilers you can send us questions And stuff throughout the week or just, you know, I've already sent the email out um, on our Twitter regarding questions today. It's 978-289-9411. Just send a a message to that number and we will answer it on the air. All right, so let's get into uh, some spoilers. I guess the biggest things, we can kind of go off questions too to kind of see where the conversation goes. But I guess the biggest thing here that a lot of us was expecting to happen, didn't happen going into the movie. Uh, this is the second time, too, so maybe we maybe we got to stop predicting character deaths because nobody died in Quantumania <laughs> and nobody died in this movie. And I know that sounds bad the way I'm saying it, like, like nobody died, but uh, yeah, nobody died in this movie. And I was definitely expecting a few deaths here and there in the movie, especially with them... Kind of calling it the last time we'll see the guardians like this. So, I guess I'll kind of get everyone's thoughts on the just the lack of peril, I guess, from our characters. Let's go to you, Manda, First, uh, your thoughts on just were you surprised that nobody ended up dying in the movie, or did you think the way kind of the way they wrapped it up was like perfectly fine?
3: At first, I was like, "Wow, they're really not going to do it," <clears throat> and I thought they would. But the thing is, is that I think Rocket's story um, proved that he was the heart of the team the whole time. And everyone kept saying that it was Gamora. Um, But I felt like Rocket's story was like a silent killer type of thing. Yeah. So I like like his journey specifically. But then what happened with Rocket is that everyone else kind of like went up to bat for him to protect him and to save him. That I almost feel like the team coming together is more of like a well-rounded ending than any of them dying. The one thing that I didn't appreciate was the fact that like Rocket was in this movie but he also wasn't in this movie as Rocket, if that makes any sense, like his same yeah, like yeah, yeah, witty yeah. personality like that, he wasn't in it as much and I would have liked to him like to have him kind of um be himself and with the team a bit earlier in the film. Um, but the one thing that I was going to say is that the cop-out with Star Lord at the end is what really bothered me. It got me, but it, it like I was tearing up. And I'm like, oh no, like not now. That if he was gonna die. Um, but there was a way that James Gunn did it where it was like you you anticipated it, sure, but then the emotional connection to these characters made you like feel like something bad was going to happen. It could have happened, and then he honed it back in. Um, right. But I still think that it was a well-rounded ending and a well-rounded goodbye be- without any deaths.
0: Uh, yeah, I would agree. the 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 Star Lord section, I was like, I was not expecting him to die. I was like, okay, so some. I mean, I knew. I I mean, I kind of figured it was going to be Adam. It had to be somebody who could fly. So I figured Adam yeah. or somebody was going to swoop in and save him. But that goes in to one of my biggest complaints about this recent MCU and me and Leo go back and forth on it all the time 24 7 this came up in the review I said <laughs> that scene would have not have it have to been that way had Star Lord had his goddamn mask I don't know where that thing went in this movie That's Leo says real. he don't need you don't need mm-hmm. mask anymore I guess he would have survived that thing if he had it because doesn't that happen in the first one when like he puts yep. his mask on Gamora Yep. So where's your yeah. where's your mask, you geek? Why are you yeah. out here suffocating well, uh, yourself? Isn't
3: he I, I half celestial? So. Like he's half celestial. Yeah. So I don't die. even.
0: What yeah, yeah, uh, are yeah. the rules? The, the rules to space are so weird yeah, in these. Uh, I, in think, this MCU I think his,
2: his celestial stuff went away when ego died. I'm pretty sure that was the oh, okay. implication. Of the That's separation. right. Okay. Yeah. I think it was reliant on ego. Look at Leo. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I got something. <laughs> I didn't have
1: a problem with the mask. I wanted to say I didn't have a problem with the mask during being off during conversation because i want to see their expressions yeah. you are making a sure. good point about being sure. in space now i i can agree yeah. with you there sure I, I
0: i understand the uh i understand it of like okay conversations and you don't want to like because like you know when i'm reading a comics and it's like it's so jarring in comics so they're all in costume 24 7 mm. Like, I just finished Civil War, and they're just in costumes like, 24-7, <laughs> and I'm like, I get it, you know, but it's, like, so strange. Uh, but as far as the movies go, like, I understand the argument of, like, oh, we want to show the actors, but um, I don't know why. I It, it seems like recently with, with Marvel, and I know listeners are probably like, god damn, Dwayne, get over it, dude, but, like, <laughs> I feel like... I'm just a huge fan of mask. I think mask is what makes a superhero. I know we have heroes that don't have them, but I, That's I just, just feel like they, like
2: save your life like his does. Right, like, right. They exactly. should have established just, it was broken or something. Like I just feel like movie.
0: slowly they're just getting abandoned with these Marvel movies. And I saw, and it was interesting too, is that like the miss miss that you know the Marvels trailer. Like so, they're not. I I presume they're just not gonna have that Captain Marvel mask in the movie at all. That mask was mm-hmm. so dope um i just it's not i don't see it at all and miss marvel even doesn't have her mask anymore so i don't know dude i'm just like i'm I'm over the lack of mask what do you say man it
3: could be like contract that they need to show their faces kind of like christian bale as uh gore the god butcher maybe over time like that's what was like worked into the contract
0: yeah or something man i don't know but it just strikes. thanks me. Amanda,
1: because it ain't that bad
3: i mean if they get <laughs> one piece <laughs> of the
1: movie in the mass hey that's dope but really that's i mean, mean we get them in the is, suit yeah. for all, the whole
2: movie i'm cool with that and that drives me insane, man. And then you go well, to like the I agree. Of of I and definitely you know. agree with that point because that was like I was thinking that as the scene was happening, which was distracting. I'm like, he could just put his like little helmet on, like he did in the yeah, first one. And you could have easily had him put it like have it activate in the beginning when they're being attacked by Adam, and Adam like breaks it by punching it or something. Like, oh, something yeah, and then kinda, like, maybe
0: explain it a little bit. That yeah, he had, just he something quick. It.
2: So I'm it's, like, oh shit, he doesn't yeah. have that anymore.
0: It's not a big deal, but I have just I it was driving me insane during that scene. I know when I watch it again next weekend, cause my mom my mom wants to see it. I'm just gonna feel the same thing. That was that that that's what that's all I was thinking during the scene. I couldn't really get into the emotion mm-hmm. of it, cause I was like, bro, you don't you have a mask? But whatever. um Okay, so let's go into some other spoilery things, and that is just the the whole thing with Rocket and seeing the backstory. We kind of had an we had an idea that we were going to see Rocket's backstory with the way the marketing has been. All the posters are very like Rocket central and the trailers are very Rocket central. But I was actually kind of surprised about at how quick he kind of gets sidelines in the the movie. Like Mm -hmm. you go right into like them trying to revive. That's pretty much the plot is them trying to revive Rocket. He gets, I think it was the fight with Adam Warlock, which is like what Mm -hmm. took him out. But, um, yeah. yeah, it happens really, really quickly and stuff. So what were you guys' thoughts on, like, the treatment of Rocket and the backstory? I'll start with you, Leo. Uh,
1: loved it. I really liked how it felt like a prequel that wasn't a prequel a little bit. Right. We got to really dip our toes into Rocket's backstory, which has been hinted at in the entire Guardians franchise. I mean, I went back and watched one after – Seeing three and seeing that scene between him and Drax and the bar just hits so much different after this movie. So I, I actually really liked getting to explore Rocket's backstory and I like that the narrative and the story does focus on Rocket because none of the other movies do. While he's not in the movie necessarily. he To me it felt like he was. We were just seeing a different version of him. We were seeing the rocket yeah. that we haven't seen. And I thought that the, those scenes. Were actually very well injected. Into the movie. They weren't distracting. I didn't find myself being taken out. Every time we did a flashback. And I thought they were actually pretty well sprinkled in. So I really don't have too many complaints. About the lack of rocket. Because to me. I felt like we still had rocket due to those scenes and it felt like he was still included now where i did feel a little bit of a lull was when they when they save him and everybody's embracing the hug you know it's him star lord group beautiful scene had me crying Mm -hmm. i think there's like a bit of a lull in the movie after that because it's like okay we saved rocket all right, what do we really do now? Oh, okay, we got to take care of the high evolutionary. It just kind of yeah. felt like a little like maybe that moment should have hit a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I I loved what they did with Rocket here in this movie. I, it, we could have gotten some more of him actually in the Guardians, but for me, I liked those flashbacks really being Rocket's story in the movie.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things from the uh, from just the Guardians kind of their path. You know, this entire time in the MCU, like we've kind of been building up to Rocket's backstory. Each movie, you kind of get like a little sprinkle of what his, you know, why he's this way and what his story was like. Uh, so it was nice to finally get that closure and that full circle moment of kind of finally seeing why Rocket is this way and what happened in his past and stuff. Uh, let's go to you, Pat, as for regarding uh, the use of Rocket and the learning about the backstory. What do you think about that?
2: Uh, the backstory was incredible. Those were some of my like favorite parts of the movie, despite how really, really hard those scenes are to watch. Um, that's probably the darkest direction the MCU has ever gone, probably. Um, and I could see some people having a problem with that, but I think it was necessary to understand exactly what he went through because in the first movie Mm -hmm. ever since then, when you saw like his back and then he's upset about being called vermin, like, you know, something really horrible happened to him. Um, And I think it was important to not shy away from that. And uh, as a commentary on like animal cruelty and in some ways uh, with what they have to go through to get him help, kind of a commentary on like healthcare and how ridiculous that can be. I thought it was all really powerful stuff um, with rocket what i've liked to have seen him in the movie as himself more absolutely um, and But I also do kind of agree with Leo, I think you could have held mm-hmm. off on actually the full revival till maybe a, a, a bigger moment towards the very end. Um, but I also loved the full circle of him coming around and facing off with the person who did that to him and when braces that he's a raccoon, like, all that was, I think, handled beautifully. And I, I, the backstory was just so powerful and upsetting, but I think upsetting in the way it needed to be.
0: Yeah, that was a big argument during the week during the weekend, uh, where people who were upset about the uh, the you know what was going on as far as like the animal cruelty and stuff like that in the movie. I, I guess I didn't really like think too much of it at first, but I guess hearing a lot of people have issues with that, I definitely understood, and uh, you know that made made a lot of sense to me. But um, yeah, so going, going in. Pat, I wanted to like get an idea of. I feel like there's like something in the movie that didn't work for you, and I'm actually very curious because starting this, I thought I was going to be the main odd person out. I love, <laughs> I love the movie, but the high, the yeah. hyperbole online has been kind of crazy to me. But, yeah. uh, what was like, what was the things that didn't work out for you?
2: It's just there was something about it where I think I was the movie needed to be darker, and it needed to be very serious with the subject matter going on but i also kind of missed some of the like cosmic fun of guardians i feel like was kind of stripped away a little bit and maybe intentionally maybe james gunn felt we didn't need to kind of have as much fun with this one but i just didn't have quite as good of a time watching it um i also felt like adam warlock i loved what they did with him. i absolutely love the the child inside of a body the only tweet i made about this movie so far was zachary levi take notes from will poulter because that's how you play <laughs> it, a child in a super powered body <laughs> um, so i i liked adam warlock himself a lot but i felt it felt like he was an afterthought where they were like oh we put that at the end of guardians 2 let's just throw him in here yeah. and he'll he'll fly yeah. around and he'll bump into people and he'll blow stuff up and like he'll just kind of be mm-hmm. along for the ride but if he felt like an afterthought
0: yeah, I, listen. Listen, I uh, I did not like Adam Warlock. How dare you? I, I, I don't I didn't <laughs> like, uh, Come on. At all, man. I know everyone's just like, oh, but he's supposed to be a kid. Why? I yeah. get it. He's came out of a damn egg or whatever. But I just, Adam Warlock is one of those characters that um, he's been built up for years. And I've like. In the comics, he's just such a powerful being, yes. and he's he was built up. Just I feel like for decades, even though they they brought him up in volume two, but the way he was built, and I thought he they they introduced him great. Like I love the introduction of him just fucking all of them up, you know, in yep. the beginning, and then after that, he just turns into a buffoon, and I I get it. And J- James Gunn like. He writes the, the, he 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 writes these characters well. Like the comedic characters, they're all they're always written well and done well and stuff. Cause I cause he I knows he can he knows he can do it. You know he he's probably the best person to write comedic superheroes. But I just feel like not all of them have to be the same. As regarding like Peacemakers a buffoon, Star Lords a buffoon, Adam Warlock is now a buffoon. It's like I get it, but. These are why you have people in your mentions like, oh, are you going to do the same thing to Superman? It's because like all of your main characters are just idiots. And like, I don't, I don't want to see that for Superman. I'm sure he, he's not going to be like that, but it's like Aww. Adam Warlock. I wanted him to be a little bit more serious, especially with what you said, Pat, how the movie is not so, was not so kind of comedic and fun all the time. It was very dark. I think Adam Warlock would have fit better in that aspect of the movie. Than him just being another idiot superhero like Thor, <laughs> so, but
1: he's a kid, year. he's I a baby. I like I, I love the. that I, I just
0: really. I have. Really I have what a that did, that did a great
1: job.
0: Of course, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, just, I'm over it. The Suicide Squad are geeks. Peacemaker's a, a buffoon. Adam Warlock's <laughs> oh, a Dumbo. Drax is a buffoon. Everyone's a buffoon, and I get it, but it's like. Can we do something else with these heroes, please? That's Ooh. it. That's all I want, you know?
2: But I whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: Bloodsport wasn't like that. Like, all his characters aren't like It's your mom! It's like Rick, Flag,
2: Rick, Flag. It's like Rick Flag?
1: Rick Flag. Rick Flag. We were all geeks in, in that movie. movie.
3: There's the one with the show and Bloodsport's getting paid dust. Ooh.
1: Well, so, oh, because they can't afford Idris Elba, they they cannot no. afford to do a show.
3: With them. <laughs> hey, the man, what no. is worth.
1: <laughs> I agree Listen, with them. That's that, why 100%. they don't have. That's why they probably got rid of Cavill. That's why they got rid of Gal. Like yeah. they can't afford these people. <laughs>
0: um, another thing too that I actually wanted more of um, that I really like. I really like the opening a lot. Just the way it was like very somber, and I loved the title card. It was another great title card. We're having a great year for title cards um i I love the way it kind of just slowly some like somberly, just opens uh with you know them kind of just dealing with star lord being a drunk and i really wish they would they would have showed more of that and stuff i know we have to get into the plot but that was like really interesting to see because that's something we haven't seen yet and i think that's something that they could have explored more of but um Yeah, the stuff with Star-Lord was really sad here. Just the story with him and Gamora and him trying to get Gamora back, the Gamora that he knows. But I was—I kind of liked the way that all wrapped up because you would expect it to wrap up with them getting back together again, but it didn't wrap up like that. And I kind of liked that because it wouldn't really make sense if she would just fall right back into his arms without even knowing the guy. So I kind of liked that, the whole thing.
3: See... I I didn't like Gamora at all in this. Oh, and Ooh. I didn't oh. like the, and Ooh. I know, and it's just it it really sucks because I love her so much. She's one of my favorite characters. <sighs> but yeah. it, like you just mentioned Star Lord, and the last time we see Star Lord, he's in the holiday special. And there's no kind of um I don't know how he got to this state. Cause the last time we saw him was the holiday special, and then we saw him in Love and Thunder. And obviously, like, you're not going to focus on Star-Lord, but there's not even, like... It's such, like, whiplash from each one Agreed. to get to this point. And then we're so far detached from what happens in Endgame that I think that with Gunn here is that he, they hate... I think he personally hated the fact that they had to kill Gamora in that entire situation. Oh, James generation. Gunn? Yeah. That makes
0: sense. Yeah, me, I, I, think I can understand. Is,
3: that. Why are you integrating someone that a has no memory b isn't the same person and then the entire time like gamora is just yelling at peter like this is not the person that i'm trying to be like she was angry the entire time and i felt like if that was just the sole purpose of like forcing uh, like forcing her to remember something that she literally has no memory of because she's not the same person like it annoyed me because what was the point of putting her in here, other than the fact that like she was a part of the team from the beginning? So I can understand
0: me, that as far as like what's uh, the point uh, if she's like okay, uh, okay. what about? I ahead, feel man.
3: like the
1: point was was to present the consequence. Here's what the guardians lost. They huh. lost Gamora, and so Gamora <laughs> being in this movie with a completely different personality, I thought was actually a cool character beat for Peter because he he was so in love with her and we did see him have that exchange with Thor in Thor love and thunder about Gamora Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: me presenting him at the beginning of this in his alcoholic state, it kind of just was a culmination of him and all those appearances where he, he has been sad, like in the holiday special, they had to cheer him up. Like he's been sad since Endgame, So to me, it made sense to, Represent the consequence and what the Guardians actually lost to Thanos because Mm -hmm. it's almost worse than just losing Gamora. It's like they lost Gamora, but they lost Gamora and got back somebody else. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. I like the the character uh, study of Gamora and really digging into who she was before even meeting the Guardians all over again. And I like that it doesn't happen the same because then it would just it would just throw away the consequence of danos actually throwing her off of a cliff
0: it's kind of the same thing of like a uh what happens if you're you're like your loved one wife girlfriend fiance they kind of went into like they had like memory loss so they don't remember you and something like that but it's kind of different because she's like a completely different person and stuff but um yeah that, was, uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was I I liked what they did with Gamora. I'm glad they didn't go the they didn't go the route of they're back in love again. I feel like that would have, that would have been too yeah. quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you
1: yeah. know
0: you do have two and a half hours, but I feel like the main priority here was Rocket and the High Evolutionary, which we'll get into that. Get you guys' thoughts on that and stuff. But uh, yeah, I think the Gamora worked for me. My my main issue was always.
1: The boy Adam, <laughs> Adam <laughs> Warlock. <laughs> <Where>? <laughs> There's not enough Adam Warlock in the movie. Uh, like, agree, no, like,
3: with, like nothing though. Like it was like bare minimum for him, and it he still really like did the best that he could. I would. Yeah, yeah I wish there was more. Yeah, of
0: a- it really was. All right, let's get into some questions here from you, the listeners, regarding uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, we've gotten some messages for a few days, so let's get into that. I'm gonna start with this one and it's about high evolutionary. Just give me like two minutes, guys. Oh, let me just get this off my chest, okay. This person here and just this poor person, this I know you mean well I and I and I know you don't mean any harm, but Uh-oh. this poor person here says, should they just uh, okay, this person here says, Should they just call High Evolutionary a Kang variant and recast him with the actor from this movie? Okay, so I have seen this argument on Twitter probably since Friday. And if you guys have any good explanation as to why people want this, great. My only explanation is that we have two black villains. And they both wear purple. Besides that, what are the similarities between Kang and the High Evolutionary? One guy wants like a new society. The other one deals with time. I don't understand the similarity, but everyone's everyone's kind of fixation this weekend is recasting uh, recasting King as you know with with uh, uh, Chuck Woody from you know as from the High Evolutionary. And the only reason I'm, I'm I've seen or I believe that is because they both they're they're both uh, the same race and they both kind of have the same looking outfit and I think it's extremely not okay to have that kind of mindset and I know a lot of like I've seen mutuals say this and I've seen I've seen friends I've seen people that I've known in this space kind of suggest this and I just I really want a solid explanation as to why besides the fact that they're both black. Um, I I don't get it. I don't think it's good. I don't think we need to recast him as anybody. I think, of course, if, uh, you know, the whole Jonathan Majors thing has been kind of crazy, so if that ends up having to happen, to whereas they have to recast Jonathan Majors, I'm perfectly fine. But having Chukwudi recast as King is merely, to me, only a race thing, and I've been really disappointed at seeing so many people try to bring this up and it's not even like people are bringing this up and these tweets are like getting the bare minimum of reactions they're getting like thousands of likes and retweets and i and i'm struggling to understand how people do not see the problem with with doing this and putting us in a box so that is my main issue i won't i will not talk about kang and high evolutionary again but that was my that's my uh my say on that no I, I no, I don't think they should do that. I think that would be really idiotic. Okay, so let's move on from there. I do want to get you guys' thoughts on the High because I thought it was a great, a uh, great villain. Uh, I'll start with you, Pat. What were your thoughts on it?
2: Uh, loved him. I have never wanted to reach my hand through a screen and like help the heroes fight someone because he was a terrible, terrible person. Um, very fascinating mindset, but an absolute god complex psycho like one of the most despicable villains probably in the mcu as far as what he actually was willing to do to people and just even the performance was just first off incredible incredible performance but just seeing like his experiments just like the the actual result of what he thinks is a better world or how quickly he's willing to dis- discard something if it doesn't quite meet his expectations. Really terrifying. Um, absolutely evil, evil villain. I thought he was great, though. I thought he was super complex, very easy to hate. One of, I would say, one of the best villains in the MCU, honestly, in my book, probably top 10 at least. Uh, he was great.
0: I actually agree with that. I thought he's probably one of the best. Um, if there's if there's been any kind of issues with uh, Phase 4, uh, one, one thing that you can't really complain about have been the villains. The TV villains have been kind of mi- hit or miss, but the movie villains have all, for the most part, been really, really well done. And then yeah. in Phase 5, it looks like we're getting the same thing with uh, Kang oh, no. and now the High Evolutionary. I don't know who the villain is for the Marvels, oh, boy. but uh, <laughs> wait, what happened?
2: I said Modoc. <laughs> Say Modoc. Oh, I didn't even hear that. No, not <laughs> of course you that.
1: didn't. We love we're Darren. We that. love doing no, that. Oh man, not Darren, go sit your
2: corner, Hale. We're not
0: doing all that. Come on, <laughs> man. I keep seeing that Funko until I love you, go out
2: too. It's driving me insane. Can you buy it? Uh, for yeah, keep is... I'm
3: gonna gift it to you, Dwayne. <laughs> Regift <deliver> <laughs>
2: it um, to me please <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah so i do agree i think the villains have been great uh manda how about you uh the high evolutionary what do you think
3: i loved him so much and i completely agree that he is one of the better villains that we've had um a lot of the movie villains especially i feel like <clears throat> excuse me in the sequels like the second ones of the trilogy apart from the like the winter soldier which is still god tier, has like they've struggled a bit um but i think he was fantastic i also think that the way that we saw rocket so like little and vulnerable made like exactly what pat said i wanted to fight for rocket i wanted to help rocket and i think that having like the high evolutionary like kind of grounded and speaking to him on his level at first Mm -hmm. and connecting with him like you have a wonderful mind and you know you see that that uh that side of him where like he's trying to like con him into helping him and trying to like figure out the next step for him and then when he lashes out at rocket for being mm-hmm. smarter than him. Um, that's when it really got me that, he'd, like, the screw is loose here, and then he just took it to, like, that, like, nth level in creating Counter-Earth. Um, the only thing with his plan was that with all of the children, that's where, like, the third act kind of got messy for me towards the end. Like, i say, like, the last, like, 20, 30 minutes, maybe, where that was, like, an extra added layer that made it feel like there was excess um to kind of bring rocket's story full circle at the end of this so he can fight high evolutionary and like talk to him and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. that was the only thing is like the plan went like an extra step further when they could have just honed it in a bit um but he was absolutely brilliant it's one of the best performances for a villain in the mcu in a while so i'm happy with it
0: yeah i agree 100 um leo how about you lastly high evolutionary
1: so high evolutionary man i gotta agree with everything that pat and Mander are saying one of the best villains in the mcu what i loved about the high evolutionary is that he actually did something extremely menacing on screen
3: mm-hmm. and
1: um i just think that he was a villain that we desperately have needed in the mcu for a little while uh unfortunately gore the god butcher was great I mean, Christian Bale was awesome, but we just didn't get enough of him here. We get the high evolutionary really driving rockets backstory here. And I just, I like the interactions between the two of them. I like rocket circling back around and being able to defeat him and embracing being rocket raccoon with his family and them all taking him down easily. The best guardians villain, in my opinion, because think about it in guardians one it's a dance off to beat Ronan, in the second <laughs> one um, will is like holding ego's hand and stuff i mean it's like in this right. one we're actually battling the villain so yeah. i love that and i love that rocket got to like close the door on on this toxic part of his past so mm-hmm. really great villain every time he was on screen i was just like get this man off man i just i couldn't stand him he was it was a terrible human being. It was
0: one of those villains that you were excited to see get their ass beat. And when it does, yep. it's so yep. it's so satisfying. <laughs> and James so Gunn is really good at that. Um, you know, for the most part. Because I think I think you I think you end up feeling the same way for like at the end of the suicide squad, just seeing Peacemaker just get cooked, you know, but how they kind of oh. set him up. And uh this one, it was just so satisfying to see them like beat him and uh they felt mm. it felt good and i think that that's what that's the reaction you want when you have a villain and stuff so uh all right let's get into some of these other questions this person here here says more of a this is more of like a thought this person here says the line of uh, the name is rocket rocket raccoon was awesome oh i agree i thought i thought that whole section was great seeing all the guardians back together was great and, Yeah. Uh,
1: that one take action mm-hmm. shot oh yep. it's
0: all good yeah this person here says the uh the last big ass action uh scene with all the guardians together was some of the some of the best choreography that i've seen in a long time and yeah i thought it was pretty i thought it was yep. pretty solid pretty solid um that. okay this person here says what are you guys' thoughts on the final shot of the quote unquote new guardians, I'm all set on that team.
1: I love <laughs> that new team. Come on. I'm all set on that new team. Who's cool that child? Was,
0: was that the child that was in the hamster thing? Who is this child? I don't know. Um, you had Cosmo. What does Cosmo do? I don't know. Then you had like a-
3: Powerful as
0: hell. I'm, I'm not about Sean Gunn and this new Yondu. I'm all set. And then Adam- <laughs> so, geez, this, this shot. This shot, they're all running. I'm like, Adam, you can fly. What are you? What? What a! Ge- I'm so. Stop, stop picking on you a want kid. To fly, right? <laughs> he, wants
1: to he wants to run, to run before Adam. he can fly. <laughs> Adam, you are also. Adam. Why are you prepping on Craglin like that, man? Come on,
0: Craglin <laughs> alone. Back, <laughs> he doesn't have those. He doesn't have because he doesn't. He just does not have the uh, same charisma as a uh, homeboy. As Yondu had, Yondu I know that's him. like that's like the point is like he's like he, he's trying to. I don't know. It just it just doesn't work for me. That all that stuff can I can do without the Cosmo stuff was cute though, but I can do without it. Yondu number two. I'm all set. <laughs> Dang. even get a name.
2: It's just
3: Yondu squared. <number>,
0: yeah. Yondu, <laughs> Yondu number two. I don't know. Uh, this person here says. Uh, I love the movie so much. One critique I have is that it felt like the Guardians disbanding at the end came out of nowhere. For Star-Lord, I can understand why he wanted to connect with family and with Gamora. I understood why she wanted to stay with the Ravagers. But for Mantis and Nebula, it felt forced to me. I would have liked some clues throughout the movie for these characters to see that they wanted to leave the group. What do you think? Um, I guess, I don't know. When you're watching it, when you're watching it at first, is like you okay? The Star Lord thing, I agree. Yeah, okay, he wants to go back to Earth and kind of reconnect. Gamora, you know, she loves the Ravengers and that's her crew now, and that's where she goes. The other ones are like, yeah, I'm done too. And I, and it was a little bit like, oh, where did that come from? So I can understand that. Uh, Pat, would you would you what about you as far as the way they disbanded in the end?
2: Um, I kind of see their point. I think we could have gotten. Uh, a couple hints here and there that they were more in that mindset i think the peter one was super obvious the moment they showed the grandpa's picture we well, talked about the grandpa and then showed the grandpa i'm like okay he's going home by the end of this movie he's not dying but i mean yeah. i guess i'll have to <laughs> i have to pay more attention uh the sec- the next time i watch it because i was mostly just so nervous like any of them were about to die throughout the whole movie that i wasn't really thinking about like that eventually being a possibility but by the time we got there i thought it Felt okay. It it did kind of feel like they were disbanding for the sake of the fact that it's the end of the James Gunn trilogy. So I, I can see where they're coming from. And you, you might have been better with a couple little, uh, even just little moments like looks, just little things. It didn't have to be like much.
0: Uh oh, Amanda, Amanda.
3: What?
0: what happened? Oh, I asked the. Oh, was I muted the entire time?
2: Is that
3: what happened? Yeah, I you mean? were muted. <laughs> I, said, huh? no, I got said, real um,
2: quiet. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> real quiet. I was like, I say oh, something man. really wrong.
0: <laughs> was you the Were you the last person to speak, and then was it just quiet? It was Hi? just yeah. silence, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. oh no, I was just talking. <laughs> I was just. Well, all I said was, "Manda, what did you think about? What did you think about the dismemberment of the group?"
3: Yeah, I got you. Um, I I feel like this is the only way they could have done it without killing anybody. I think this was yeah. the safest thing. Like, it, and that sucks at the same time because I think all of Phase Four was about grieving, and if someone was killed off at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy vol- Volume Three after them saying it's time to say goodbye then like, I think it would have hurt more. Um, but yeah, I think this is the only way they could have done it. I understand that like with Peter was the only one that, um, you kind of knew that he wanted to go back home because he's just Mm -hmm. lost so much that he, he wanted to be grounded on earth, literally. Um, but yeah, I was I was okay with it. I mean, they all they've all been together for so long, and I think Mantis is one of them. Is like I want to be on my own because she was controlled by ego, and then she's doing everything um, for the Guardian, so she's trying to like do something for herself, and I think that's awesome. I love the way Drax ended as like a dad and not a destroyer. I thought that was really sweet. Um, mm-hmm. That it came like full circle for him. That made me emotional too because like he. He he's grown. He's bothered me. I never liked his humor. To be honest, it got stale
2: for wow. me after
3: a while. Oh. Uh, oh. I know it got stale, fam. I'm so sorry. <laughs> humor is a big thing in the MCU for me, and if it's just it's not working, it's not working. Um, and even with Nebula, like that is like character development to like the nth degree. What the way that they ended her oh. story. You know, so I think, I, yeah. I think
0: Nebula is the. I think she. No one really. I think she's the most fleshed out of them all. Quite mm-hmm. frank. I think. Yeah, she's especially great, when you go from like the first Guardians to like now when you go from the mm. Guardians two, then Infinity War, and especially End Game. There's a lot to that character, and I think. Mm-hmm i think she has to be if not one of them probably the most fleshed out guardians because we got to see we literally got to see her arc ourselves it wasn't told to us a lot of the times in these movies uh people's arcs are told to us and they're kind of just like you okay it's like for instance uh in endgame you kind of you start with the hulk as professor hulk you didn't get to see that and it's that's not i mean that's that's not really a big deal to me because it'll take forever to show everybody's arcs but it's like with nebula i've actually felt like that is the arc that we've seen develop through movies and i think uh by the end of this one just like her reaction to like rocket being alive and stuff it just was great i thought i thought and i think karen gillen just she she's done a great job with nebula so i thought that was all that all worked out really really well um, and then Leo, how about you as regarding the dismemberment of the team? I don't think I asked you yet.
1: Um, I don't, I think I'm kind of like Pat. I wasn't really focused on it. Like I I just, it happened. And I guess it made sense for me because there's not going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. Even James Gunn answered on Twitter when someone said volume four, he said no, straight up. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't necessarily think it was necessary, but I mean, it could have helped things out a little bit more. It just, for me, nah, I I didn't really find it to be too distracting.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get into some other questions before we get out of here. This person here says, what were your thoughts on Groot here? What, what is his age supposed to be right now? My guess is like in the twenties, this is like a, he's like grown, but not really like in the, I think he's like twenties, somebody 22. Oh, yeah, on Twitter, some, <laughs> there was like this big tweet. It was like, "Oh, it's one of the biggest down." They were doing like the first group, and you know, and Guardians one to this one. And I, I so badly was wanted to like say, so. but sometimes on Twitter, I'm just like, "Bro, whatever, dude." I just like I keep scrolling mm-hmm. most of the time. So they were just like, "Oh, it's like a big downgrade." I, I can't believe they changed the look to Groot. I'm like, he's not like fully grown that that first guardians i mean to me that comes off as like a 50 year old Groot. like yeah yeah he's an old guy he's an old and they're like look at his body i'm like okay so you tell me what your body is from 22 (laughs) to like 58 and you just get back to me what's what's happening here so i i actually liked i liked Groot a lot in this movie i thought Groot reminded me a lot of hulk that I miss and love, <laughs> even though he was still kind of kind of childish and stuff. I, I I liked Groot a lot here. Uh just when they when he hides the guns and stuff, and mm-hmm. then you know, him and Star Lord have that moment together that's like in the trailer. Like that all that all just looked really good to me. So I thought mm-hmm. Groot I thought Groot was a lot of a lot of fun. Um what about you, Pai, or any thoughts on Groot?
2: I loved him. I actually I mean, I'm one of the people that has enjoyed like what they've done with Groot, even like baby Groot and all that. I thought that's all been enjoyable. I liked I mean, I love Groot in the first movie, but I've liked this whole character that's kind of spawned from him. And I loved seeing King Groot at the very end of this, like with the new group. I thought that was amazing. He looked awesome. Um, So, yeah, I I liked Groot a lot. I like that he still had those moments with Rocket, you know, when Rocket is having Mm -hmm. a that's just sitting by his bedside as Rockets, like, dying. Just little stuff like that I thought was great.
0: Yeah, I thought I thought Gru was a lot of fun here. Um, and let's get to this last question really quick. This person here says, uh, where do the Guardians go from here? Do we never see them as a team again? Or do they are they all split up in different types of movies? Um, Leo, any thoughts on where you think the Guardians are going to go now? I think we kind of answered it earlier as far as, like, secret wars and stuff like that
1: yeah that's what i was gonna say the next big avengers group up and when it said star lord will return that's that's how i took it i was like okay he'll probably be back in like secret wars and the Mm -hmm. next avengers movies
0: so does that mean like just star lord is probably the one that you're gonna see the most of
1: or I yeah. suppose so because Zoe said she was wasn't yeah, coming out, back, right? Gone, Her yeah, she and um, awesome Dave there. Bautista are
2: out. He's probably Man. the only one that they've like locked down for sure right now. You know, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I would agree because even Brad on that on that red carpet, it definitely seemed like Bradley Cooper is like all set now and stuff. Mm. And of course, we hear about all the time that Dave Bautista he just wants to he kind of wants to do more serious stuff. Uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's great as an actor. He's he's grown so much so. I think his is probably his last kind of hoorah as well, too. Maybe they'll come back as, like, you know, the whole variants and stuff like that. But, I I mean, I doubt it. But, yeah, I think I would agree. I think that's what we're kind of going to get from the Guardians. Amanda, how about you? Any thoughts on where you think the Guardians are going after this?
3: This is going to sound so bad. Oh, shit. Don't do it. It's closure. I kind of don't want to see them back. I think, like, unless you're going to have Rocket leading it, and then that's the only team that we have moving forward because mm-hmm. you kind of passed the baton at this point. You know what I mean? Unless that's the team I I'm I'm kind of done with all the characters. Like this was the best send off that you could have given. Mm-hmm. Let's close it. Let's close up shop. And the fact that like, the more we talk about secret wars, the more I don't want it. Because- I'm low key,
0: low key. I feel ya. I don't know. You know
3: what I mean? We've exhausted the characters from the past that I feel like we are going to get Chris Evans pop up. We are going to get freaking Robert Downey Jr. pop up. And it's like, for me, everything that came before it, the variants are just annoying me at this point. I know it's so bad because we're in the middle of it. Tough but it, it's, out. The fact that like everything, especially I, I think with Gamora and Volume 3 is the fact that like it would have been more effective to not have a variant, to not have the time travel, because then you really do feel that loss and you feel his loss because she's no longer there. It's in his memory type of thing. And it's memory for all of us with that death. The Tony Stark death at the end of Endgame, that's hitting all of us still because we have not seen him. You know what I mean? So I think that I, for characters to stay dead... They need to stay dead. And all these variants, like, it's just going to... I don't know. For me personally, I, I'm just not looking forward to it. Because then it can literally go on forever. And, like, nothing's going to hit the same.
0: Right. Do you Did you guys see that... Uh, it was a while ago. But there was, like, that big video of... It was, like, a video on Twitter. And it was Endgame. But it was, like, all these random uh, different IPs coming out of portals. It was just... Yeah. It was like Lord of the Rings yeah. characters, <laughs> Halo. It was that's what I feel like we're gonna get for Secret Wars. Now, I'm not yeah, saying they're gonna bring man. in characters an IP, but it has been kind of crazy how everyone's direct comment regarding when we're gonna see another character again is Secret Wars. It's like, mm-hmm. do we have room for any other story here for that? Like, what is gonna be? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's kind of funny. Uh, yeah. So I guess with that being said, everyone, that is it for. Our spoiler discussion. Thank you, guys, for sending in your thoughts and your questions. I will go around and get everyone's social medias. I'll start with you, Pat. Let everyone know where they can
2: follow you. You can follow my YouTube channel, Agamodo. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at this Pat guy. You can come fight and argue with me about movies. I'd love to fight you. <laughs> All
0: right. and uh, Amanda.
2: <laughs>
3: Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema, where I go on rants, and I won't fight you. I will just tell you how I feel.
0: Ooh, spicy. Y'all, spicy today. What's going on? Sunday. And uh, Leo, lastly.
1: Y'all breaking the rules of Fight Club over here. What's going on? <laughs> but anyway, if you're over on YouTube, go ahead and type in Geekly Goods, guys. You'll see a logo with two Gs. Come on over. That's me. Let's talk some geek, y'all. We got a review for Carmen coming up and a couple other movies as well. So come on over to the channel. And if you're on any social media platforms, I'm at Geekly Goods.
0: You have a show coming out tonight too, right? Live stream.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we got a live stream. We'll be talking Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy, spoilers just like here. And mm-hmm. we'll also be diving into the WGA strike. So come on over. Ooh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. And you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. As far as for us, we have a bunch of shows from the weekend. Our Guardians uh, review is still up if you want to go just listen to that. Uh, we have a special episode that I did on Friday regarding the WGA strike. That was a great show. So. Go check that out as well. And Larry and I should be back later on today to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 Box Office. If I see anything about superhero fatigue because it opened up lower than the second one, I swear to God. But that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Pat, Leo, and Manda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.